Hello, and welcome to Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. I am Elvis, your host, and I'm here to let you know that this is a not-safe-for-work podcast. We are teachers at the end of the week and the end of our ropes, and we'd like to be able to talk honestly and openly about our jobs without having to worry about losing them. So we'll be using pseudonyms throughout the podcast, hence the Elvis. That's not my real name. Anyway, if you have something you'd like to share with us here at Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast, I want you to hit us up through the contact page of our website, Teacher Needs a Drink podcast.com. You can send us a message and maybe we'll read it on the air. Maybe we just like to hear from you. Sometimes people like us, sometimes people don't. But either way, send us a message. I'd love to hear from you. Now, this podcast is sponsored by a lot of wonderful people who join us via Patreon. So I'd like to give them a big thank you. So to all my new patrons, thank you so much. A big thank you to Stephanie S., Maggie M., Texas Teacher Kristen, Miss Sunshine, Hattie F., James and Allie J., Empress D., Samantha D., Lisa C., Rachel Tarina, Exhausted Band Director, Kim K., Noel R., Alan H., Kim K., Jessica A., Swiffle Ev Owners, Amanda F., Ariana L., Physics Runner, Melissa V., Steph, Science Teach 17, Michael M., Kim C., William P., Sarah O., Aldrich T., La Scorpionita, Britt M, Tisha C, Teresa H, Biker Teach, Caitlin L, Marsha M, Christina B, Miss Alabama, Kristen B, Huvian, Ashley M, Jason F, Amber H, Abby B, and T, Sarah B. Woo, I went to the top of the list. Regina F, Anna L, Josie S, Sam B, Lucy P, Mary E, Jamie B, Hope H, Aaron D, Kristen W, yeah girl, Mary C, Rylan L, Catherine S, RJR, Kristen C, Johanna H, Tony and Christina K, Irma A, Nimi, Melissa M, and Sarah N. Thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. We love you so much. And if you are interested in supporting our podcast, just go to Patreon. For as little as 5 to $10 a month, I could be reading your name at the beginning. Now, I'd also like to thank our sponsor, Lud Lamb Dramatics. If you are a theater teacher, or you know a theater teacher in your building, or you have a friend who teaches theater, or you got stuck into doing the high school play, well, guess what? Go to LudLambDramatics.com, and they have so many resources to help you explain concepts to your students, to help solve some of the mysteries, and they provide, they're like the sole providers of a lot of these resources in the United States. So go to Lud Lamb Dramatics and check it out. All right, friends, we are about to, I don't know, we're in this kind of weird part. We're in between President's Day and spring break. This time, like two and a half years ago, we were ready for like the sky to start falling. It was crazy, but we're kind of normalizing. I mean, school hasn't normalized. School's like an all-out chaos mess, but the world's starting to like get normal, so maybe schools will start to get normal like next year. Who knows if there's still teachers teaching, if everyone doesn't jump ship. But my friends, make sure you're taking care of yourselves. If you get a chance, listen to some of our special episodes, like a teacher's guide to teacher guilt or a guide to self-care or a teacher's guide to mental health. There are so many important episodes that you can go back and reference just to help you get through this. This series really is therapy for me and my host. We get to chat and kind of vent and put names on things that's going on. It's also a chance for us to like chat with our peers because I love our hosts so much. But my friends, take care of yourselves. Send us a message. I love you. Cheers. Enjoy the episode. Oh, sweet. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, folks. Welcome to Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. I am Elvis, your host, and I am joined by some wonderful people today. Let me tell you about them. First, I have Count Chocolate. Oh, my gosh. I, I My wonderful chocolate ass is glad to be here. <laughs> I'm glad it's here, too. And also, we have Lady Shathead. Hello, everyone. I'm glad you're here. And last but not least, Lucy Lane. Hey, y'all. 
Hey. Well, I'm glad you guys are here. This is we're coming off a three day weekend, and since I think all of us are in kind of a the DFW area, there's a chance we might have even less than a four day week because there's like a big chance of another snow and ice storm coming through, even though we had one two weeks ago. And I'm kind of crossing my fingers for another snow or ice day. I mean, I like the paycheck. And for what I do, I don't get paid if I don't work, but I don't have that motivation at the moment just to go, go, go. Like, I don't mind being at work. I'm enjoying it for the most part. But if I can have the time off, it sounds like it'd be really, really nice. But how are things going with you guys? It's been a minute. Count, what's going on with you? Oh, man. This uh, three-day weekend's been uh, hella busy, but things are going well um, on all fronts. And I haven't been able to say that in a very long time. That's great. So, yeah, work's good. I'm still, you know, trying to change lives and help kids. And then things at home are pretty dope. Finding time to do things I like and find loved ones and hang out with them. So, your boy's doing all right. I'm glad my chocolate blessings. <laughs> That's awesome. And what about you, Lady Shthian? Things are going great. I did get to spend some quality time with family on this wonderful three-day weekend that I don't normally get to do. Um, I had some time to relax as we gear up for another heavy testing week. So I am not getting my hopes up about having any time off due to weather because we are field testing every single day for the rest of the week. And I just don't think that they're going to make any exceptions. They'd rather us take the test than, you know, survive icy roads. And what about you, Lucille? How are things with you? Everything's really good. Thank you so much. You know, just living the dream, working from home, putting yeah. tutors in schools. <laughs> yeah. That sounds great. On Reddit, I think I saw this a day or two ago, but there was a post up there summing up what's kind of going on with the schools. And this was posted by user Fingers. And it said, these 13-year-olds were their own bosses for over a year. They don't want to recognize a new boss. And this kind of sums up the problems we're having with a lot of kids in schools. And this started because this teacher was ranting about how her freshmen wouldn't follow directions, but they can, you know, do like 10 different TikTok dances 100% perfectly. So it's not that these students aren't capable of following directions. They just are choosing not to in a lot of cases. And I think we're, we're kind of suffering still from the the post-Zoom year where everyone was digital or virtual or a lot of people were virtual and the kids kind of got away with doing whatever they wanted. I agree with it. I think that that kids are not adjusting well to the inconsistencies that are in schools right now because some teachers are still in that kind of Zoom year mentality and not a lot of the teachers are as invested in uh, discipline or classroom management, and they're just kind of surviving. They're in survival mode. Yeah. And because of that, you know, a lot of our kids are seeing how they can still get away with so much with a lot of their teachers. It's true. I, I see more and more kids using their phones in class, like blatantly or having AirPods in where I feel like that would never have been tolerated before. But I don't even feel it's just the teacher so much. I feel it's admin where it's, you know what, don't send these issues to our office or you need to make sure everyone passes no matter what or there's no such thing as a due date anymore. And when you have those kind of limitations put on you as a teacher, your hands are kind of tied just to like, oh, well, let's just go with the flow. This is the way it's going to be. This is the way it's going to be because 
That's right. It is survival mode because if you try to fight it, you're just going to go crazy or mad or you're just going to end up quitting really quick, which a lot of people are, understandably. You know how like you have that little taste and you just can't get enough kind of thing? Mm. You always go back for more? It's one of those situations where they know what the alternative is like. They know what it was like to just, you know, slack off at home. And even being forced into a classroom, why let that go? You already, you you already passed. You're already in the next grade. It's kind of like that mentality. Of, well, I'm going to make it anyway. They'll give another. They'll give other um, alternatives or deadlines, and I'm always going to squeak past. I think we made a mistake from the very, very beginning with with virtual teaching. We were unprepared. Yeah, I understand that. I mean, it's just so different. But I don't think it's really that hard to hold people accountable from the get-go. No. I, just, I don't understand how, <laughs> how no one thought ahead of time as to, you know, there's going to be problems. People are going to be at home. The motivation is not going to be there. I just don't, you know, you know, expectations, life lessons. We've all been through these kinds of situations where you give them an inch, they take a mile type of deal. So why wasn't anything from the very beginning um, set forth expectations, held accountable, parents, students, teachers, admin, all of it. And it's just, if, if, if that was the status quo from day one, I don't think we would be having these problems now. I think you're very right. Count, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I agree with Lucille. Not that we loosened all control, but I think we allowed everything to fluctuate and like i don't know if you guys remember but there were several districts in texas northern texas eastern texas wherever that when this pandemic hit if you put forth any kind of effort you got a 100 yep and then if you didn't you got a 69 which was the lowest the highest possible failing grade because then we still wanted to give opportunities for summer school not to to, you know to bury a kid's grade or whatever else so for minimal work or for less than what, you know, the expectation typically is for any level of kid, kids are pulling in straight A's. Yeah. Pulling in 100s, and we lost that accountability. Now, what I also have seen is that being back face-to-face five days a week like everything is normal, uh, kids definitely were just like, oh, my gosh, we're back to, to, to actually doing work and reading and having to do all this, and it just hit them so quickly but that's our own fault because we lowered that bar so low. Yeah, it was kind of like um, whiplash. Right. I wish there was a solution to this, but I think it really is admin needs to start by holding the kids and families accountable and like, hey, if you're not going to do work, you're going to fail. You've got to turn in something that's not crap. I agree. And they got to let the teachers hold the kids accountable. And I know it's going to be hard for some kids, but... At this point, I think it's time for us to buckle up and do what we got to do. But I think that's the reason most of the teachers are fleeing is because like my work doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I do, if they do the work or not. And the kids know it because there's nothing worse than a kid knowing they can't fail because then they're not even going to bother trying. And that's what's right. happening. Or they know if a parent makes enough noise or visits or pops up there enough times, mm-hmm. there's going to be some kind of extended opportunity to recover or remedy something that they didn't prepare for in the first place. Like kids know how to, kids still know how to learn and how to study and how to prepare. It's 100% down to us educators um, and parents like working to make sure we hold them accountable and we're pushing them to do their best and not just 
get by and then yeah. hope to still thrive. Like that's that's not realistic on any. We're end. not doing any favors to these kids as educators by extending this grace in an unreasonable way. And I think we've gotten way past the point of it being a traumatic change. Like I get that first spring when we everyone went to spring break and no one came back. I get that. Mm-hmm. And that year makes a lot of sense in the way things were handled. But once we started the virtual year, everything was still so low because I think teachers just didn't know how to do it or they were being asked to do the impossible where you're having to teach virtual and kids in person at the same time. And kids, I don't know, parents didn't know how to handle and like keep their kids going when they had to work from home. It's just, it was such a clusterfuck that could have been handled better universally, but people are too busy fighting over whether they have to wear a mask or not or whether a vaccine's important. Or. You have to question, how far does this go up? TEA should have put some kind of guidelines in there, like schools, now, we are virtual, here's what we're going to do. Uh, admin, we need this many hours of online learning or you know, we need to buckle down and make sure that... I don't know, parents sign off, kids show up, cameras on. I don't know how they could have done that. I'm sure they could have got real creative, even a, a platform or whatever for 2021. But like, what's, I, I don't, it makes you wonder, like how far does it, it could have started to trickle down in a, in a sense to reach every district, reach every school admin and all the way down. Well, it definitely starts at the top because at the very, very top during that time, we had Betsy DeVos and she refused to do anything. She literally hid out in her mansion. Oh my goodness. And mainly was dealing with making sure that college loans were not forgiven and teachers who had earned their credits for working in a Title I school weren't going to get those refunds back because that seemed to be her main purpose at the time. And then TEA, I don't know, they were out to lunch as well because they seemed to be more interested in making sure that testing was going to happen last year. Yeah. And that seemed their biggest concern is that we need to have testing, so we need to make sure testing happens. And they really didn't seem to give a fuck. They were also very pro-open the schools. Yeah. But they were also not, you know, they were all working virtually, so it was kind of a mixed message. But that's, you know... Texas in a nutshell. And when it comes to districts, every district handled things differently. It really kind of ended up coming down to what the politics of your area was, to how much they considered the safety or what was going on. And So this was a message from the Teacher Needs a Drink mailbag. If you have something you'd like to share with us or reach out, hit us up through the contact page of teacherneedsdrinkpodcast.com. This comes from Nate, and he says... I have a situation that I hope you'd consider addressing on the podcast. I think other teachers at my school are causing a large part of my burnout. I'm a middle school chorus teacher. My eighth graders come to me at the end of the day after being allowed to get away with things all day where their teachers won't enforce rules. I started noticing this last year when we were finishing up state testing, and a teacher snapped at me for asking their kids to be quiet as they were coming past my room to get lunch. This year, I realized they're allowing their kids to have their phones out and not enforcing that rule. They even allowed a kid to get away with playing with an app that purposely makes a high-pitched noise to disturb people, and this student did this outside of my room while that class was eating lunch. My chorus kids and I were having serious ear pain from this, and we had to stop rehearsal so I could go outside and confiscate the phone. 
Those teachers were aware of the situation from this kid doing it earlier in the day, but they had not written him up for a device violation. A lot of the same eighth grade kids are not being told to wear their mask properly all day, so I look like an asshole when they come to me and I enforce the rules. They don't care about monitoring their kids during the class transition to electives, and they're regularly releasing their students to class to the point where they arrive at my room three to five minutes before they're even supposed to have left their previous class. In the end, admin then sees me trying to enforce rules and policies. They think I have bad classroom management skills when the kids don't follow rules because they have been told to follow rules the rest of the day. When other elective teachers have tried to address similar situations with these eighth grade teachers, they have sent, been sent back rude email responses. So I'm incredibly burnt out, and I think on top of the craziness of the last two years, these other teachers are only making things worse. P.S. I love the podcast. I've been listening for about two years, and I look forward to it every week. Well, thanks, Nate, but hold on. I get your pain. The thing that speaks to me is when kids arrive five minutes early for class before they're even supposed to be released. Like, what are you doing here? Why are you here? Leave. I, I got 10 minutes. This is my transition. This is my time. That annoys the piss out of me. And I know how frustrating it is when you're the one following the rules and no one else is. I think it's extremely tough. Not all teachers enforce all rules. Like, and, and we know it. We know some teachers, like, even state-mandated rules. Like, there was an email that went out the other day that had 41 teachers that hadn't taken, you know, attendance second period, and we had already been out of school. If you don't take attendance, that's, like, state-mandated. You have to take attendance. Yeah. And 41 teachers hadn't taken attendance for the day? Okay. But what's the consequence? Like, do you fire that teacher for not taking attendance? Obviously, you go tell them they need to. But it starts with something like that. One teacher says it's cool to use your phone the last five minutes of class. Another teacher says, I don't want to see your phones. Another one says, have it face down on your desk. The other one says, uh, leave it in your backpack. I don't want to see it. Or unless we're using some kind of technology approved lesson. Ah, like it just fluctuates. And then sometimes it just, some teachers just, they know it's a losing battle, especially with technology. So they, they just let it all go. When kids know your expectations, it's fine, as long as you've got some kind of a decent rapport with them. If you don't, they're just going to think you're some old-timey, like, not-with-it kind of a strange bird. And it fluctuates so much, and it's so inconsistent that there's no way to keep a handle on all of it. Like, so I feel the frustration of it, but at the same time, you got to have control of your class, too. Like you can't just let everyone be on their phone all the time because they'll never learn. <laughs> no, and clearly they're not learning in these other classes. And right, you get right. that like, well, Miss So-and-so said that we're allowed to do this or she lets us use our phones. Like, great, thanks for the solidarity. But at that point, you just got to stick to your guns and say, well, I don't. You just really have to focus on yourself and you have to sometimes just acknowledge that what you have to do for your classroom management just needs to be consistent to create the best learning environment for you. And whatever those other teachers are doing, it's beyond your control. You're not going to be able to do anything about it. Nothing that you say is going to fix any of those problems because teachers are very prideful in the way that they do their own classroom management, whether it works or not. Mm -hmm. And so... Unfortunately, you just really have to stay in your lane and choose your battles. And as long as you have those relationships and you're consistent with your own classroom management, then those issues are going to subside over time. And if you pick your battles, like 
I, my school is really big about IDs and dress code. And my first period, I'm very strict about it. But after second and third period, you know, if that first period teacher did not catch the ID or the dress code, I'm not really going to fight the battle because it's only going to take away my instructional time. If I send them to the office to get a temporary ID, or if I send them out to the principal's office because they're out of dress code, or I write them a referral out of dress code, dress code is not going to hinder my lesson. I know these kids. And so I choose my battles. And while that may not be consistent with the school expectations of me ensuring that they're all compliant with dress code, I'm staying in my lane and I'm focusing on my lesson and I'm building those relationships and I'm just making sure that I do my job, which is to educate the kids. What I'm, what I'm gathering is that the culture in the school is not enriched and each teacher is not supporting another teacher. Why are kids being let go early? You know, mm-hmm. aren't we at least having some kind of consistency with phones or, you know, noise control or respect for that matter? Um, to me, I just feel like he should probably go. He should probably leave, find another school or find another job that is, you know, not teaching. But yeah, I think it's time for a change because I feel like this is more of a culture problem than it is rules. Because I, I mean, it seems to me even the educators are not respecting the other educators. Yeah. All the way up to admin. I think you're right about that. I think you're 100% right that the these teachers, that it's a group that's not just one teacher who's doing this, that, that it's a culture problem that they think they can do that or they think it's acceptable. If you leave the school and go to another school, you have the power to start asking the questions in interviews, like what is your culture like? If, I, it, if there was, a, for an example, this situation, how would admin handle it? How, you know, you have the power then to start dealing with a little insight during uh, interviews. Of- that is so, so true. Yeah. And it's a hiring market right now where they're, they're, they want qualified new individuals and that will make them check their culture too. And they have to describe and say out loud what it's like there. Yeah. I yeah, think I love that. It's that's like one of the good interviewing too. It's like when you say it out loud, it's real. You know, kind of thing. Uh huh. There's one thing to mentally acknowledge: when you speak, you're like, "Oh shit." Yep. <laughs> I better. Well, we talked about that when we were talking about the teacher guilt episode, where the first thing step to fixing a problem is you have to acknowledge you have one, yeah. and then you can start working addressing it. And so, if you never actually speak about it or just kind of think about it, it's easier just to sweep it under the rug or ignore it and go do all the other things. Another aspect that was sent to me by a, a teacher, she wants to be called a Julie from Nebraska, is that when it comes to this teacher shortage, this causes administration to keep teachers that should be let go for many reasons. There's a lot of teachers that probably have hit their expiration date and are being kept on just because it's too hard to replace them at this point. Or we have people who are coming into the schools right now who really don't belong so hey guys, guess what? Yeah, what you got? We have a Patreon. Aye, Poppy. Awesome. I like it. 
That's right. We have a Patreon. For as little as 5 to $10 a month, you can help support us and keep us going. It's an amazing way. And by joining the Patreon, you get access to all kinds of bonus episodes, extra special features. We do live events. We do movie watch parties. And there's just so much. And you get to join our special Facebook group where you can chat with the host and lots of other liberal, like-minded teachers just like you, if that's who you are. Anyway, I recommend you do it because it's awesome. So join now. Do it now. Would you rather <laughs> have a set of six milk producing cow udders on your chest or get poked by a used needle? Get poked by a used needle. Absolutely. I don't know. I, I'm sure I have I had a shot in my life or something for that. I don't know. But like <laughs> I'm not going to permanently have cow up on my fucking <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm not a furry, but that could be kind of hot. I mean. Oh, my goodness. Got some udders poking out there. Uh, what about you, Count? Are you going to have a set of six milk-producing cow udders on your chest, or are you going to get poked by a used needle? All right. So here's the thing. As much as I'd always want to wear, like, a Little League the umpire's like little league chest protector on my chest at all times. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. Like I would gladly drop my boxers and, and give you a right cheek to get poked. Um, and I would just hope that it's not a extremely dirty needle. Yeah. And maybe like a tattoo. needle. I don't know. Actually, I don't, I, I don't know. Just something that is not going to F me up for life. But, Part of me uh, thinks I, of just how much high schoolers stare and what like the <laughs> or middle schoolers or elementary school. You have like these kids that are like hormones are running wild. And even as a man, if you walk in with six udders sticking out of your shirt, yeah. that's gonna they're gonna be some c- confused kids that are very distracted. I mean, imagine just when like a teacher's nipples get cold or like a student's to how much the kids are distracted by that. Imagine if your teacher walked in with a set of udders. Miss Shathead, what's your thoughts about this? Well, speaking from someone who has paid over ten grand to reduce the size of the two udders that she's got already. <laughs> I would absolutely take the used needle. I am not allergic to any antibiotics, and so I think I'd be good. (laughs) You want the stairs reduced. Mm. Thinking gives you wrinkles. (laughs) <laughs> thanks for joining us for another episode of teacher needs a drink podcast I'd like to thank my hosts who are with me today mr count chocolate i'm so glad you were able to make it it's been a pleasure thank you so much for having me it was wonderful and also lady shathia thank you for being here so glad to be here thank you as always and it was great to have miss lucy Lane back yay you know i love it here with y'all It's great having you here. All right, friends, take care of yourselves out there. Practice self-care and all that great stuff. Get therapy if you can. It's usually covered by your insurance. And most of all, deep breaths, deep drinks. Cheers! 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 All right, my friends, thanks for listening to another episode of Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. This episode was sponsored by all of our lovely friends at Patreon. So if you want to join our Patreon and get extra episodes and bonus stuff and get to chat with us and join our Facebook group, do it. It's only five bucks a month. It helps us out. It keeps us going. And we love you. We do it for you and and for ourselves because it is kind of our own self-therapy. I'd also like to thank our sponsor at Ludlam Dramatics. If you're a theater teacher or you know one in your building, send them to Ludlam Dramatics to get some of the best 
theater educational resources that are out there. Last but not least, if you get a chance, send us a review. Like, put a review on one of your podcasts that you listen to. It would help us out immensely. We could always use some more reviews to help boost us in the algorithm and all that crap. And, oh, if you have something you want to share with us, send it to our contact page at teacherneedsdrinkpodcast.com. We'll usually respond. Sometimes we read on here, sometimes we don't, but it's always great to hear from you guys. All right, everyone, take care of yourselves, love yourselves, love your neighbor, and do your best to just take care of yourselves. All right, everyone, cheers. Cheers.